Hey everybody, this is No Bones About Wrestling. I'm your host, Asa, and I'm here with Kay Fabulous. Hey. This is This Week in WWE. Today is April 30th, and uh, let's get right to it with uh, some results from the shows. Uh, Raw was April 24th live in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, The Bloodline, the team of Solo Sokoa and the Usos, they beat the Latino World Order, the team of Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wilde, and Cruz del Toro. That match, four bones out of five. The Street Profits beat Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander in a squash match. Uh, Raw Women's World Champion Bianca Belair and the WWE Women's World Tag Team Champions Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan won a six-woman tag team match as they beat Damage Control, consisting of Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. That match, three and a half bones out of five. Mustafa Ali pinned Chad Gable, accompanied by Otis. Uh, match too short to rate. Uh, Cody Rhodes pinned Finn Balor. Match was four bones out of five. That was the match of the night from Monday Night Raw. And in the main event on Raw... Rey Mysterio beat Damian Priest by DQ after P- after Priest threw a steel chair at Mysterio. Match was three and a half bones out of five. Can I comment about something on this? Real yes. Quick? I can't believe Mustafa Ali won a match. You know, like how long has it been? Do you think it's the positive thinking? Is that is that what finally did it for him? I think it has to be. Where are my SmackDown results? That's a good question. I will talk about where SmackDown was. I found them. Okay. WWE SmackDown results. Where were they? Do you remember? They were in Corpus Christi, Texas. Oh, that's right. Because it was the draft. Uh, Interesting matchups. Good show. LA Knight pinned Butch. Four bones out of five. The Street Profits beat Ricochet and Braun Strowman. Oh, and Cruz Del Toro and Joaquin Wilde in a tag team triple threat match. That was three and a half bones out of five. Zelina Vega pinned Sonya Deville, who was accompanied by Chelsea Green. That was three bones out of five. And in the main event of SmackDown, the undisputed tag team champions, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, retained their titles by beating the Usos, and that was the match of the night on SmackDown. So now let's head and uh, talk about the storylines, and of course, we always start off when we're talking about WWE storylines, we are talking about the bloodline, the biggest thing that they have going, and the biggest news in the bloodline this week is the match that I just mentioned, you had the undisputed tag team champions, Zayn and Owens, uh, retaining their titles as they beat the Usos. So, the question I have, Kay, is, you know, Roman hasn't hasn't spoken to the Usos? Yeah, we learned that on, on SmackDown on Friday. Like, we hadn't seen them on screen together, but the Usos came out and said... We haven't heard one word from him since we lost, basically, at WrestleMania. 
so I thought that was interesting. They did it in a pretty fun way where they were naming all the ways that he hadn't talked to them. Right. Which I enjoyed. Um, but yeah, so they dedicated this win to him, and then they ended up losing. Not a good look for them. No. So, you know, we had Solo Sokoa, the Bloodlines enforcer. We had him watching on with his thousand-yard stare. So, the question now is, what what does Roman do to the Uso? Or what does he have Solo Sokoa do to the Usos? What What is their mm-hmm. punishment? Are they just going to be shunned from him? Or is there... Is is Solo Sokoa going to break their legs? What are we going to see happen here? I, th- you know? I personally think Solo Sokoa is going to Samoan spike both of them uh, I mean, at Backlash is what I think is going to happen. And then I think they're going to be out of the bloodline. That's what I was going to say. Sokoa and the Usos have to team up six days from now yeah. at Backlash to take on Zane Owens and Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it kind of, like, there was a, I can't remember his exact phrasing, uh, but Paul Heyman had a segment before the match with uh, where he was behind the Usos talking to both of them, and then Solo Sokoa was also behind the Usos, and he was, like, standing next to Paul Heyman, and Heyman was basically saying, like, boys, tonight's going to be your night to, like, I forget what he said, but to, like, stay on the island of relevancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and his phrasing made it sound like, I mean, because he turns to Solo Sokoa and basically says... Either they take care of it tonight or you're going to take care of it. And so I feel like that means that he's going to turn on them. Well, that, t- that takes me to something else that was said on, on SmackDown was Paul Heyman was was saying, I think he said something to the effect of, you know, tonight's the night. And he was kind of yeah. side-eyeing, looking at Solo Sokoa. Yeah, but then- Just as Solo was about to tape up his... Samoan spike thumb. Well, well, he hands him the tape. Right. Paul Heyman hands him the yeah, tape. And yeah, and he's like, tonight's the night. Mm-hmm. But so then, what, what's meant by that? Well, I thought when he said it, because it was before the match, I thought it meant when if they lose or when they lose, right. you're going to spike them. Yeah. But then he didn't. So right. I'm not I'm not sure what he meant yeah. uh, by the tonight's the night part. Um, Maybe he was supposed to, and he couldn't bring himself to do it. No, he's turning on him. The youngest brother, he's turning on his older brothers. Yeah. As, think a, as, so as the youngest sibling, I can tell you, he will not have a problem turning. You think on his because you're siblings. heartless? You think <laughs> yeah. that means that Solo Sokoa is heartless no, also? No, I just know what having a sibling is like. You have, do not have this experience to draw from. So I'm letting you know from the deep sibling well that I have that uh, it's very believable that the youngest of, of siblings could easily turn on the older siblings. Lord. So you think it's happening at Backlash? I think it's happening at Backlash. Solo's turning on the Usos, the yes. bloodline is breaking up. I think I think that's going to happen. You think it's happening during the match, after the match, before the match? What do you th- what do you say? I think it's going to happen during the match, but towards the like at the end of the match. I mean that's going to be what ends the match. Today. Why wait till the end of the match? Just for drama's sake? Because you can't at the beginning of the match because then the match is over. If you turn on your two your What the two, what 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 the fuck does he care? Well, I, I'm assuming this is going to be the main event. Maybe it's not. Maybe Cody and Lesnar will be the main event. But I assumed that it was going to be this because the bloodline is always the main event, apparently. Um, so, 
You can't have your main event end as soon as it starts. I don't know. You know, the main event at that show, not to get on a, on a whole different thing, but the main event at Backlash, it could be the six-man tag. It could be Cody versus Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. It could be Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest in a, in a yeah. curveball, you know, the two cool. Puerto Ricans yeah. fighting each other. Yeah. Could be one of three mm-hmm. matches. They haven't really told us what the main event is. And all three of those matches have been presented in very main eventy kind of ways. Yeah, that's you know? true. So that's true. I don't know. What do you think? When when is Solo? I mean, I know that you think Solo's turning. I right? think Solo's turning on them at at Backlash. Mm-hmm. He'll either turn on them at Backlash or on TV the week following Backlash. Well, following Backlash, they're splitting. And I think they're well, we don't are, know that. Well, no, I'm saying I'm saying they're they're following the draft after backlash. That's when the draft goes into effect. Right. And we don't know because the Usos haven't been up for drafting yet. Uh, that'll be tomorrow. But I'm assuming they're going to RAW. Yeah, I think everyone's assuming the Usos are going to RAW. So they have to resolve it at backlash because they're not going to be on the same show after that. Right. So I think that's when the break is definitely going to happen because if it, it can't happen on. On Raw, unless they get, unless they somehow unless get they drafted. break the rules. Well, unless they get drafted to SmackDown, like yeah. we don't know for sure that they're going to Raw, but everyone I think is assuming. Right. Yeah, it's weird that they're setting up this draft to essentially be the like knife in the in the heart of their most popular storyline. Like they're really limiting themselves by. By putting this into place, I still I don't I don't get it. I mean I know. Well, they're you know we're jumping ahead. We're you're assuming that that the Usos are getting drafted to to Raw. We don't know well, where they're getting drafted. So even if they get drafted to SmackDown, that still ends the Sami Zayn, KO Matt Riddle, bit bit because is is, is has Sami been drafted yet? I can't remember. I know Matt Riddle's going to Raw, but they haven't done Sami or KO yet, have they? No. Well, as of right now, they're the tag team champions. And in the past, they're the unified champions oh, unified. are allowed to be on both shows. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. So as of right now, the feud can still continue because mm-hmm. they have the unified tag team championship. Yeah. You don't think they're going to create a third tag team championship <laughs> as a consolation championship prize? I don't. WWE has so few tag teams, they can they can barely have one, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. You know. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get us off of our bloodline path. Um, yeah, we got totally off on a different... Uh, I don't even remember what the... Oh, the, the, blood, the, blood the bloodline line. was the... <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we were still talking about the bloodline. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it makes sense. So for for the Usos to not want to be part of the bloodline anymore, I think Solo needs to not only attack them but attack them and cost them the match. Like, because I think if he attacks them after the match, it could just be like, "Oh, it's our jealous sibling" or whatever, you know. Like, but I think the. The like Roman is having him do this would get hammered home more clearly if it happens during the match. You don't think they would just think Paul Heyman is having him do it? No, because I think they know that Paul Heyman is a puppet. 
I don't know. They could just be in denial, especially Jimmy, you know? Well, yeah. But I think, too, with Roman having not spoken to them, it's hard to be in denial about that when you know that the person hasn't spoken to you. Yeah. He's, like, doing, like, the bad spouse, like, silent treatment to them. Mm-hmm. It's harsh. It's harsh. <laughs> WrestleMania feels like a long time ago. It was 28 yeah. days ago. Yeah, it was, like, it was a month ago, pretty yeah. much. Feels longer, but mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, so the, yeah, it looks like we're. Uh, I mean, the bloodline story is not over, not by a long shot, but we're definitely ending this phase of the story, involving the Usos and Solo and Roman and uh, Sammy, Kevin Owens, Matt Riddle. This phase is ending, but the bloodline story will no doubt continue just in a different look. Do you think they keep calling it the bloodline when there's only two of them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cuz on SmackDown we'll still have Roman and Solo and that's well, still so that's one, still yeah. blood. And who knows who else will uh show up, you know? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the Rock shows up. I don't know. I think the Rock's isn't the Rock's uh daughter or niece or something. In in WWE developmental issues and training. I heard that. I don't know if it's true. Is it his daughter? I don't know. I'm, I'm someone of relation to Something the Rock. Something like that. Yeah. Someone related to The Rock. So and maybe what, you get a third. What's the Uso's dad's name? The one that was... He was a wrestler, wasn't he? Uh, Rikishi. Yeah. He said that he wouldn't mind becoming involved in the Bloodline storyline. I bet he wouldn't. I I bet he loves some nice checks. I didn't have a personal one-on-one conversation with him, but I read that online. Yeah, I bet he wouldn't. Yeah, Rikishi. He was very famous for rubbing his giant ass in people's faces. Okay, that's who I thought it was, but I was What was the name of that move? Do you know? The Stink Face. (laughs) Oh, my God. WWE used to be so different. Yeah. <laughs> but he was he was a good wrestler. Um, I would have liked him a lot more if he didn't do that move. Yeah. That was really gross. That's super gross, especially with the name. Yeah, very gross. I hope he washed himself do very well. Do you think well. people were like so bummed when they had to wrestle him? I hope he washed himself very well. Because you sign up for a lot of things when you become a wrestler. But taking someone's naked ass crack to the face is It not... wasn't naked. He didn't yeah, just robe. Yeah, his cheeks were hanging out, though. His outfit well, was... Well, his cheeks were hanging out. Yeah. But it wasn't like his asshole was in their face. No, I know. But the cheeks. Yeah, the cheeks. Yeah, that's gross. It's gross. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. What's worse, that or the pit stop? I think the pit stop because your armpits are grosser than your butt cheeks. I think. I don't know. I think so. I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna go with. Especially after you've been wrestling a match, like your butt might be sweating, your armpits are definitely sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. The pit stop. If you're if you're not familiar, (laughs) there used to be a a tag team in WCW and WWF called the Nasty Boys, and one of their signature moves was called the Pit Stop, in which one of them would grab an opponent's face, uh, grab an opponent's head, rather, and ram his face into the other one's armpit and rub it around. 
They were nasty. It what was known as a, taking a trip to Pity City. <laughs> I love them so much. Yeah, so I love the nasty boys. Yeah. What What in the hell has got us on this? Uh, we were talking about uh, Rikishi the bloodline and Rikishi. And bloodline. Yeah. So, yeah, See, the bloodline can take you down all sorts of avenues. That's true. Well, because they, they've <laughs> yeah. been, I mean, that family has been in, in WWE mm-hmm. for generations. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the story, like, like I said, the, this phase seems to be coming to a close, this chapter. But the story is, is far from over. And even if they go to separate shows, the Usos and Roman and uh, Solo... They'll be meeting down the line, and I'm not even convinced. Everyone seems convinced that it, it's, the split is happening, and they're headed to separate shows. Now, I th- I feel that way, but I I'm not super convinced like everyone else seems to be. Like if I had to bet, I would say they're going to separate shows, but I think it's like a sixty forty chance. I could see them just heading right to SmackDown, with with Roman and and Solo. You know? Hmm. So. Yeah, I don't I don't see that. But Okay. Yeah. But I can see leaving the door open to possibility. I mean I'm not like one hundred percent sure this is not happening. Plus, historically, my predictions regarding the bloodline have not been very very on point. Uh so Well and then if they if if the Usos do go to Raw, all it would take for them to interact with Roman and Solo. Remember Roman can go to whatever show he wants. He can't. He got drafted to the SmackDown. Oh, he's, that's right. He's not one of the oh, people because they made right. up that They made up the new belt. belt. Yeah. You said a new fake belt? Is oh, I, I, I called it a fake belt. I guess it's technically not a fake belt. <laughs> Seems like a fake belt. Like, uh, oh, I we guess can't, he, we can't he get won't be roaming around. Yeah. Well, so the Usos... He won't if, be if, roaming around. <laughs> if the Usos go to Raw, then they could win the Undisputed Tag Titles... And then they could go to SmackDown mm-hmm. if they wanted and Correct. you know, and, and uh interact with Roman and Solo. I want them to unify those belts. Into one belt. The tag, one the championship, tag. you mean. Yeah, yeah, the tag the tag belts. They don't have enough tag teams to have two tag team championship belt sets. Yeah, like there's not enough. Yeah. If you want to, that's awesome, but then you need tag teams. Mm-hmm. So what's up next? Are we bloodline, bloodlined out? Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's about all we can say about the bloodline right now. Because right now all we have is a bunch of what ifs? questions. Yeah. yeah, what ifs and questions heading from backlash and from the draft. We we don't have any certainty. We won't know what what's up with the bloodline until. Yeah, uh, six days from now uh, after Backlash. I do have one question because I wrote this down. Uh, I, well, I wrote down, will Roman ever speak to the Usos again? But do you think, I mean, re- seriously, do you think he's ever going to address the Usos with this loss and the issues that they've been having? Or do you think he's just going to let Sola Sokoa's actions do his talking for him? No, he will at some point, yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they de- uh, he definitely will. Uh, after Backlash... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He'll he'll have some you know. How's he gonna do that if they're on different shows? He can on SmackDown. He can talk all he wants. He'll oh, have yeah. some ten minute entrance and mm-hmm. you know fifteen minute speech. Mm-hmm. You know. 
on SmackDown. Uh, so let's see. Uh, news, uh, news stuff. So, so you think the Usos are being drafted to Raw? I do. I agree. So we'll see if we're right come tomorrow night. Is it draft talk time? Is that why you're asking that, or just to wrap up? Blood yeah, yeah. The WWE draft talk time. Uh, so these are just some draft questions. Um, so we both think the Usos are going to Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. and splitting the bloodline. So here's a big question about the draft. Um, on SmackDown, they said that the draft, the draft picks for, for Monday Night Raw and for SmackDown, respectively, are being made by the brain trust for those <laughs> shows. So my question is, who the fuck are the brain trust? Do yeah. you have a, a theory for this? Who, who the fuck? Well, it reminded me, for a while, wasn't there, like, a mystery general, general manager? And, like, they would... They would get information from this person that was never revealed or like wasn't revealed for a really long time. It was like a secret, uh, like head honcho who was like raining down the decisions onto people from up on high. You know what I'm talking about? I believe there was, I believe there was, uh, I guess seems I have a vague memory of that. Yeah. A vague memory of that. Um, and I can't remember who it ever ended up being, if it ever was revealed to be anyone. But I feel like it's that. It's like some made-up bullshit, you know? Like, I don't well, think there's actually a brain trust. It's the writers. <laughs> right? Well, I know it's some made-up bullshit, but I'm saying, I'm wanting your theory. Who are the brain well, trusts? Well, I thought, I know I brought this up to you and you thought it was stupid, but uh, because they showed the closed doors from which the brain trusts were making their decisions... And we saw Rob Van Dam come out of that room. Think I think I think was... I think it's the presenters are a part of the brain trust for that brand. That's why they're presenting for that brand. Let's see. So Teddy Long, JBL, Michael Hayes, Rob Van and Dam. Rob Van Dam. You gotta do the thumbs when you say it. Rob Van Dam. Exactly. Well, I think I think you're wrong. Who do you think it is? Um who are the brain trusts? I think it's old wrestlers. I think it's old, forgotten about wrestlers whose knees have been destroyed over the years and whose bodies have been ravaged by their time in the ring. But Vince McMahon has still found use for them and he's promised them that they won't die in vain in some nursing home. And they're hooked up to whatever kind of morphine and fentanyl he can give them. And they're in just in some room together picking out the the hottest new superstars to go to the hottest new TV shows. Your brain is like a disturbing place to visit. That sounds horrifying. You set up like a secret room in a horror movie. That's who I think they are. Can you give us some names or examples of who you think these people might be? Well, that would be just... kind of cruel to include okay. them in oh, my I fantasy. See, I, see, I, see. I don't want to put any specific names on okay. my 
on your horror show? On my horrific fantasy. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to discredit anyone in public, you know. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, so, okay. I do really like the name The Brain Trust, though. Like, if you're going to come up with a name for a, for a secret committee... The Brain Trust. Brain Trust is a good one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, what a fucking cop-out. Give me... Just... What? Come on. Come the fuck on. They they can't have... They, uh, really? Can we not have... Uh, we, don't, we can't have an explanation... I mean, that's really insulting to our intelligence. It, it, it's just some secret, unnamed group of people mm-hmm. making these decisions. What if it's just a big computer behind the two doors and the computer is the brain trust? It could be. Yeah, like ran, like a random name generator. Well, it's not random. It's yeah, not no, random. No, I know, I know. It's a program if yeah. it's a computer. But, I don't know, you know, give... At least tell us one is Triple H and one is Stephanie or, you know, whatever. Well, that's what it was when I watched the draft last. It was Stephanie and on one and then Shane on the other. Well, right. Tell us tell us that the guys who uh, present the picks helped make the picks. Tell us that shit. What does it fucking matter? I don't understand why they just didn't do Triple H and Adam Silver. His n- oh, Adam, Adam Silver is the, the commissioner NBA. of the NBA. <laughs> What's his name? Adam, Adam Pierce. Pierce. Adam I Pierce. Will, I will never not mix them up. They're both bald. They both wear glasses. They're both skinny white dudes. Adam Pierce. Yeah, Adam Pierce. Sorry. What's his name? I knew I knew Adam Silver's name way longer than Adam Pierce. Well, because Adam Pierce is an official on both shows. So for him to mm-hmm. just be on one yeah. would kind of lose that that role that he plays. I mean, he could be like the current spoke, like the draft spokesperson for one show. I'm not saying he has to switch to just be on one show, yeah. like they're making the wrestlers do. But I mean, he could just be the representative, and Triple H could be the representative of the other show. That would make more sense than a secret room. It of would make strangers. more sense than a secret room. Yeah, but see, then you got them making the picks. That's a lot of influence. They would almost have to be involved in the storylines. Oh, I see where you're saying. With that level of influence that they would Mm -hmm. wield. Yeah. And picking, you know, picking Roman Reigns and and they're splitting up the, Uh, you know, they're splitting up the the bloodline. There would be people to blame. Exactly. There would be a face behind who split up the bloodline. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. They're trapped in a a corner almost by doing this draft thing. They can't make a person responsible for the picks. Mm-hmm. So it has to be the brain trust. Yeah. Super secret brain trust. Um, so yeah, these are my draft. These are just my questions that have come up in my brain as we've been watching the, the WWE draft on SmackDown on Friday. Um, here's another one. So before the draft, the last few weeks, they could not stop telling us about how tag teams could be broken up, about how stables could be broken up. But then it comes time for the draft, and every tag team is still together and being drafted together. It's not possible to break them up. The Street Profits are drafted as one unit. 
the Usos are drafted as one unit. Even the Alpha stables. Academy is drafted as one unit. Even the stables, except mm-hmm. the only stable not drafted as one unit is the Bloodline. Uh, I think Rhea Ripley's listed separately from the Judgment Day, isn't she? I'm not sure about that. Okay, I'm not sure either. I'm not sure. The Bloodline was listed as the Bloodline, Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. Solo Sokoa, Paul Heyman, and then the Usos were separate. Yeah. But the but the uh, but then other stables like the OC, four people drafted all together. Mm-hmm. Well, even the LWO. The LWO all together. All together, including yeah. Rey Mysterio, I think is is included in that. Were they? I think so. I'm going to double check. That's what I'm... Double check that. But yeah, it's... it's. I just... It's strange to advertise it as... You know, I wonder what the reason for that is. Why did they advertise it as the possibility of tag teams and stables being split and then the draft arrives and... It's the opposite, where tag teams can't be split mm-hmm. because they're they're drafted as one package, you know? Yeah. So um, for night two, sorry, there's ads popping up. Um, Judgment Day is listed as Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Rhea Ripley is not listed as part of that. Um, the LWO includes Rey Mysterio. So he is not able to be drafted separately from the LWO, which is good. Since I think you called them the, like his whole, their holy leader or something, what did you call them? Who called them that? You. What did you call them? <laughs> I didn't call him that. I didn't call him their holy leader. You called him something weird. Also, the New Day, I guess I, guess I forgot that Biggie is not part of the New Day anymore. Is that because he's not listed as a New Day member? It's hmm. just Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Yeah, because they had already. They already got split. Yeah. I think they got split in a draft. I think they did. I could be wrong, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's the only thing that would have split them. Biggie's not listed. No, because he's not an active wrestler yet. He's a ways from returning, it seems, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is Charlotte Charlotte Flair's not listed, is she? Uh yeah. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's listed on the night too. Okay. Because she's still on vacation, or whatever she's been doing. Well, they're, it's not like they're coming out when they got called, unless they're the OC. I know, but just... Yeah. Oh, which AJ Styles returned. I guess that's news that we should mention. Yeah, everybody saw. Not if they haven't watched it. So I'm it. not mentioning. Yeah, so the OC, OC got drafted to SmackDown, and the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, returned. So the OC are... Uh, AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and Mi Chin. And, uh, yeah, it's great to have AJ Styles back. He's been sorely missed. The roster needs him. Anytime you have someone who can get in the ring and and deliver the type of matches that AJ Styles can, it's it's he's missed when he's injured. So it's great to have him back. Uh, his, you know, without a doubt, one of the, one of the three to five best wrestlers on, on the roster, without a doubt. So, yeah, great to have him back. I'm very excited to see, uh, who his first opponent is going to be over on SmackDown. 
Um, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to see him wrestle again. There are some people on the night two list that I don't know who they are. Who? Like, who's Emma? Um, I forget. Some gal. Some gal. Some gal. And Akira Tozawa? Akira Tozawa. He's the little, uh, Asian guy. He's been after the 24-7 championship for a oh, while. Oh, okay. I hadn't seen him in so long. I didn't realize, one, I didn't yeah. remember his name, but I didn't realize he was still on there. Yeah. Because we're the only two that I was blanking on. What else you got? Um, I have a draft thing. If you don't have any more, but draft yeah. So thing. what? So so what's up? Do we have an answer? The stables and the tag teams. Why go from telling us that that they can be split up to making it in the draft to where they literally cannot be split up? What do you think? There's a reason. I think that. You're not going to like my reason. I think that the commentators, who are always the comment, like they've been working with for WWE for years, have these things that they say when there's like certain events happening. And something you say when the WWE draft happens is that tag teams can be separated and no one knows what's going to happen. Yeah. So I think they just weren't told that this year they're not going to split tag teams because this is the first time they've ever done that, hmm. that I know of. Like, have they ever done that before, where they draft them as units and not as individuals? Not that I remember. Because normally they use this as a time to split up tag teams that need to be split up. Mm. So it just seems odd. Yeah. You said you have a draft question? Yeah. Okay. So, title swapping. Okay. Is that what you think is going to happen? Like, with the, like, for example, Bianca Belair is now on SmackDown as the Raw Women's Champion. She has a match at Backlash, but it's against another person who was also drafted to SmackDown. She referred to herself in her video from Northern Ireland as the SmackDown Women's Champion. So is she just swapping belts with Rhea? I don't know. And is Rhea going to the Raw then? Well, Rhea Ripley is... She hasn't been drafted yet, correct? No, correct. So she is still on SmackDown also. Yeah. So... Are we uh, just assuming she's going to be drafted to Raw? I'm assuming she's going to be drafted to Raw because I think that's where the LWO and Judgment so Day are going. We, we've seen the women swap belts before. Mm-hmm. It could happen again. You know, on the Raw after WrestleMania, we had it teased to us that Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair were going to fight to unify the women's titles. They could put both women on SmackDown and have them fight to unify the women's titles. Uh, this could be when that happens. Do you think they're going to draft Rhea Ripley to a different show than the Judgment Day, and that's why they're not listed together? Possibly. I, I, that you would know, really suck. I think, you know, they... Possibly. I mean, she, she has her thing with Dom... But his thing doesn't have to involve her, and she, she, her path as a women's champion would really be better off if she's not encumbered with this other storyline, you know? I so, like it. No, I disagree. So it might be for the best. I Now, if it's my personal preference, I would rather she stay with Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. But it might be for the best for her career 
if she gets split off from the Judgment Day. But yeah, to, but then do you see them taking the belts from Bianca to give it to Ripley? Yeah. So your your question, title swapping. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Honestly, I I don't have then, a it the, the most. I mean, it, by what Bianca said, calling herself the SmackDown Women's Champion and them allowing it to air makes it seem as though mm-hmm. they're going to just swap belts and put put Rhea Ripley on Raw and Bianca on SmackDown and have them swap belts as they've done with women in the past. So is that going to end Bianca's run as... Like like if you're the if you're the stats keeper or record keeper for WWE, do you put Bianca when they switch belts at day zero as SmackDown Women Champion and she's got to earn all those days back? I think it has to. Or do to. you count it as as a reigning women's champion? No, I think it has to the because it's the belt. It's the belt. It's a different belt. That sucks. Yeah, it's a different belt. It's the raw the raw lineage. Yeah. It's not the Bianca, Bianca lineage. It's the raw lineage. Yeah. So it's day zero for the raw lineage, you know? So, yeah, I think you go to day zero. Day one, rather. Day one. I'm day sorry, one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I say day one-ish. <laughs> but, um... Those are my only remaining uh, draft questions. All right, I have one more draft thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, WWE draft, big, big thing going on, big shakeup. Um, so we have another draft oddity, the draft free agents. Yeah, what's up with that? So here, the four men named as draft free agents, Omos, former world champion Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, and Von Wagner, NXT guy. Oh, okay, I was about to ask who that was. So, I don't know what they're going to do with Von Wagner. Ali, I don't know, he just won a match. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Apparently, they don't know either. Dolph Ziggler, at this point, pretty much just serves as a jobber, you know, jobber to the stars. He can go in and bump around for anyone. Omos, I think they just want to have some flexibility with who he faces who he feuds with. They're trying to be very careful with his career. Um, those are my explanations for them. Um, but it, it is just an odd thing, you know. What do you think? I think they needed jobbers for both shows, and they don't want to put a lot of their people in the roster as jobbers, so now they have jobbers that float between the two shows. And Omos, they have to be, like you were saying, they have to be very specific and intentional as to who they pair with him. And so in order to not limit themselves, because the draft does nothing but limit you, uh, they decided to make him a free agent. Which, this is this is the first time I've ever heard of free agents in the draft. Have they done that before and I just missed it? Or... I can't think of they, any. They've done it before. Have they? they they've done it before. Um... Yeah. Okay. I believe so. I believe so. Without any kind of explanation as to what makes these guys special? 
That I'm not sure about. I don't remember the explanation or if there was or wasn't one given. I don't I don't recall. Mm-hmm. I don't recall. Okay. Yeah, that was my last draft oddity. So we've got the 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 remaining uh, the second half of the draft is tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw and we will see uh how things shake out. And uh like I said the biggest question coming out of the draft where the Usos go. That'll be the biggest question for, just for the WWE in general is where the Usos go. And they have to put the Judgment Day and the LFO or L- LWO on the same show, right? Uh, you would think. Yeah. You would think so. Okay. Unless they're just done with that feud and and just, just want a quick way to end it. It just started. You gotta keep Myster- the Mysterios on the same show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, true. I wasn't even thinking. Yeah. yeah I wasn't even thinking about Ray as yeah. being part of the LWO. Yeah, being drafted with them. Later. Yeah, you gotta draft Judgment Day and LWO together. Yes, yeah. you mm-hmm. have to. Yeah. The, the Mysterio feud is not over. Mm-hmm. It's been put on the back burner just a little, but it's not over. No. Mm-hmm. It's not I over. think it just got put on the back burner to help build up the LWO because yeah. they've had more matches now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's coming back. It'll come back hotter. It's just on the back burner just a little bit. So now we have a, a bit for you, a little different from things we usually discuss here on uh, This Week in WWE. Uh, we have some legal news. We have a... Uh, Kind of a wrongful termination lawsuit. Uh, there's a lady named Brittany Abrahams. I believe that is her last name, Abrahams. I was listening to Wrestling Observer. I believe they pronounced it Abrahams, so I'm going with Abrahams. Uh, she accuses WWE of releasing her after she objected to multiple instances of, quote, offensively racist and stereotypical jargon used in WWE scripts. So the the official reason WWE released her is that she took a WrestleMania 38 chair that she was not allowed to take. She took one home that she was not allowed to take. Uh, she says that the White Riders uh, took them willy-nilly and that she was singled out and was fired when she took one home. And she was fired because of her objection to offensively racist and stereotypical jargon used in these scripts. And I have some examples from the lawsuit, and I'm going to share them with you now. Uh, So, Apollo Crews, a couple years back, you'll remember his character changed. Uh, So he has... Actual Nigerian uh, lineage in his family. And at one point, the writers had Apollo Crews adopt a, quote, stereotypical and exaggerated Nigerian accent. And it certainly was stereotypical and exaggerated. Like super exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bianca Belair was uh, made to say, quote, 
Don't make me take off my earrings and beat your ass. That she reportedly had to say several times, and she herself had spoken to the writing team requesting not to say it. Apparently, that's... What is that? It's a, it's a... She said that, I mean, this is, I'm loosely quoting, but she said that it made her sound ghetto, is what, like, that's the words that she used. Yeah. So I guess she thought it's kind of beneath her character. Uh, Shane Thorne, an Australian talent, uh, they're going to give him a hunting gimmick. And he was not going to be hunting animals. He was going to be hunting humans. And he was going to be hunting Reggie. Um, remember him as the, the sommelier who could do the parkour and all that. And at one point he was going to capture Reggie and he was going to have him in a cage. So uh, Miss Abrahams was... Uh, she took offense to the uh, image of black man Reggie in a cage held by the white Shane Thorne. Uh, Also, Mansoor was going to be used in in a storyline. And uh, at one point, I think think jokingly, uh, but one of the the white writers suggested, uh, you know, he had some secret that was going to be revealed. And one of the white writers said that Mansoor would have been behind the 9-11 attacks. So these are the some of the examples out of the lawsuit of offensively racist and stereotypical jargon used in WWE scripts that Miss Abrahams took offense to. And as she reports, she was then fired over taking offense to them. So, I guess the first question is, are these offensive? Do you find these offensive? I find some of them offensive. Yeah. I could see how all of them could be perceived as offensive. Yes. Am I personally offended by them? Some of them, yes. Most of them, no. Um, Not most of them, no. Some of them, yes. We'll leave it at that. Uh, But I definitely could see for all of them why why they would be offensive, yes. I can't make a good argument for either any of those being a thing that ends up in a show, you know? Yeah. I don't know, and if I was WWE, if I had a writer that was pointing out when I was saying stupid shit that was kind of racist and didn't realize I was doing it, I would want that person there because I'd rather have someone in a room tell me that than me write it and go on national television and then have the entire world try and let me know, you know? Yeah. So it seems foolish on WWE's part if that is the reason why they terminated her, you know? Well, unless they didn't agree with her and they just found her to be a nuisance. Yeah, but that's not what they said they fired her for. No, but she could have been a nuisance, and then they were like, oh, thank God she stole this chair. We can finally fire her. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I guess I kind of get what you're saying, but if the reason she's a nuisance is because she's pointing out when you're being racist, she's kind of an important nuisance to have around, you know? But not if she's wrong, is, is, my, is what I'm saying. But I'm saying she's not wrong. Well, yeah, and some of these, you know, she's, yeah, and some of these, she's not wrong, for sure. But we don't know all the examples. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just saying that WWE might not have seen her that way. Obviously, <laughs> they didn't see her yeah. as a, as a, as, an as a white, uh, white knight, uh, you know, golden, yeah, that's maybe a poor choice of words. They didn't see her as a, as a golden crusader, let's call her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but rather they, they, uh, they, they didn't agree with her, uh, her point of view on these because they went ahead with, uh, went ahead with half of them, mm-hmm. uh, half of the, half of the four that I presented um, and who who knows how many And what's how many interesting others. is, of the half they went with, the wrestlers who it affected also didn't like that that's what their characters were doing. Mm-hmm. Well, in showbiz, you're not always going to like the words coming out of your character's mouth. Well, no, you're I just paid that. to yeah. say what the writers, mm-hmm. you know, what yeah. the writers give you, you know. You're just there to be a mouthpiece, essentially. Yeah. If you're an actor. But we're getting into semantics. Because essentially these things are... Uh, are offensive. Uh, like like you said, I you know... Not to get into the weeds and, and say what is and what isn't, you know... Uh, Several of these are, and if if she was fired for pointing out things uh, that are uh, offensively racist, then obviously that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will see. Even if she wasn't, even if she was fired for taking a chair, yeah, and. A lot of, like, all the other white writers took chairs, and she's the only person that's fired for taking a chair, and they all took them. That also is racist, you know? I mean, like, even if it is the chair, if it's true that other people took the chairs... Well, but she could be making that up, and she's the racist. We don't know. I know, but that's why I said, if it's true. Oh, if it's true, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, it's true, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. If she's making it up, that's terrible. Well, yeah, I agree. Who knows? Who knows? Be yeah, interesting I th- I to see gonna, how this comes out. I think this is going to end in WWE settling outside of court. Yeah, yeah. Because they have enough issues with their name getting dragged through the mud that they don't need. We're racist on top of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think this will settle quickly and hope probably quietly out of court. Yeah, WWE... Wrestling in general uh, has a history, uh, a long history, of of using, and I'm not saying you know it's a it's a proud history because it's not, but wrestling has a long history of using cartoonish 
characters and cartoonish racial and ethnic stereotypes. Um, you mean like caricatures, caricatures. Right? Not like cartoonish, but like over-exaggerated like caricatures of themselves. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, yeah, whether it's, you know, uh, German wrestler is a Nazi or, you know, Russian wrestler is, uh, you know, cold and calculating or, you know, um, the black wrestler loves to dance or, you know... Or a a white wrestler dressing as a black wrestler. Wasn't Johnny... Johnny B. Bad was white, right? That's correct, yeah. And he portrayed a black man for... That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. People seem to like it. Uh, But, um... So for years... You know, wrestling has had this this history, and now, in in this day and age, you know we're we're it seems to be over, thankfully. Um, but it is interesting if you if you look through the past of wrestling, you'll see the history. You'll see all these Nazi wrestlers, and you'll see all these savage Soviet wrestlers from the I mean, from the fifties through the you know. 80s, you'll see the Soviet wrestlers. That was a long time wrestling gimmick. You know, you'd have some guy from Idaho and now he's Baron whatever and he's an evil Soviet. Uh, there's There were Soviets in every independent federation and WWF and WCW, NWA, wherever. There were Soviets. Um... But my point is this you know this is something where now you have a a corporate culture that is WWE and and frankly it's surprising that the WWE has made it to 2021 and this hasn't happened yet um oh 2023 well i forgot what year it was <laughs> temporarily <laughs> So maybe we'll find an answer as to why that is at some point. Um, but yeah, WWE has made it to 2023, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and and hasn't and hasn't had uh, hasn't had an incident like this happen yet. Like I said, with this long history of uh, ethnic and racial. Um, and and national caricatures and uh, and cartoonish buffoonish um, offensive stereotypes. Didn't that Colonel Parker like? Didn't he walk out like black men to the ring in chains? Yeah, when when in WCW, I mean, we could go on and on with yeah. these examples, but in WCW. Right, when Harlem Heat first debuted, I believe it was, uh Colonel Parker walked them out with, with chains. And this was in the in the nineties. In the early nineties. He walked them out holding chains. That that did not happen many times. I'm not sure how many times, but I believe only a handful of times and that was stopped. I don't know who the hell thought it would be okay to dress 
someone as a, I don't know who the hell thought it would be okay to dress someone as a, you know, a plantation type guy and bring black men out in chains, whether you're depicting a, a, a heel manager or not. I don't know. That's yeah, fucked up. Yeah, who in the world thought that that would, would be an appropriate thing to put on a wrestling show? Um, but we could go on with these, with these examples, and and like I said, I just uh, yeah, it's just it's frankly it's interesting that that it that wrestling has existed for so long and has had so many examples of these types of characters and incidents, and this is the first time that. To my knowledge, the first time that that the rubber uh, has ever really met the road, uh, as far as something something being done about it, something someone trying to change it, someone uh, someone trying to trying to say it's inappropriate, trying to say it's enough. Uh, so it's a very interesting case. You gotta wonder why it has taken so long for someone to speak out in this manner, um, as Miss Abrahams is. Um. Well, I think it takes, like, uh, I mean, this is gonna sound cheesy, possibly, but I think it takes a certain amount of bravery to, especially in a male-dominated field, a white-dominated field, for her as a black woman to stand up and say, like, what you're saying is racist, and then pursuing this, like, that's not an easy thing to do. So I think it could have taken this long because people weren't speaking out against it, you know? Because they didn't feel like that was something they would be able to do without getting fired, you know? And for good reason, because if that's why she got fired, especially, I mean, it's not a... I, I have a hard time imagining it be a work being a work environment that embraces criticism, you know, constructive or not. And, yeah. I mean, especially for a female in a male-dominated field. Like, it's very hard to make sure that your voice is heard and respected, I think. Historically, anyway. Yeah, and well, we'll leave it, uh, we'll leave it uh, at that, I think. Um, yeah, just an interesting case. It's a very sad case. When you when you come to think of it, I hate to leave the the show on kind of a, a sad note with this case, but it's something for all of us to think about. Um, the ways that we can do better. Uh, you know, I'm sure most of us aren't using offensively racist and and stereotypical uh, images or or language at work, but it's it's just a way. It's just a It's just a, a time that we can kind of take take pause in the wrestling community and and think about the the past and the long 
the long racist past uh, of professional wrestling. And just we as members of the community and we as fans, how we in the community today uh, and we in our personal lives, how we can do better than uh, the members of the wrestling community in the past did and represent uh, equality and uh, inclusion. I think, too, as fans, I mean, we can stand with wrestlers of color, you know? If they, if we see that what's being written for their character seems like stereotyping or seems racist, as fans, we have the amazing tool of the internet to speak out against that now, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think that part of it's on the fans for remaining silent when these things happen, because I think WWE really responds to social media, or at least pays attention to it, it seems. Um, and so I feel like we can take an active rather than a passive role mm-hmm. uh, in how the stories of wrestling proceed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to leave it at that. And uh, just food for thought. And, uh do you want my NXT? Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. We're not going to leave it at that. <laughs> we have one more bit of news. We have one more bit of news. Um, uh, we have an NXT uh, story. So at the NXT Performance Center, there have been uh, a slight uptick in number of injuries. Uh, according to Dave Meltzer, uh, Sol Ruka, Sol Ruka uh, tore her ACL. Um there's been a lot of injuries there at NXT. Uh, it's funny because a lot of people are blaming the strength training for the injuries, uh, that they are doing heavy lifts as opposed to strengthening the surrounding muscles to prevent injuries. Um, they've been doing uh, like heavy one rep maxes or heavy, heavy weights or heavy squats. Um, they have squat competitions there too. It sounds good, but people have brought it up to him that uh, there are a lot of injuries, especially on the women's side. Uh, There's a lot of women's injuries right now in NXT. Um, And yeah, so it just seems like there's some new trainers that have changed sort of the training regimen. And I don't know if it's causality that's... That's that's why they're getting injured, or if it's a coincidence. Uh, but it seems to be causing it. Mm-hmm. So, um, Brian Alvarez said that training like a power lifter or an Olympic lifter, and then having your job to actually do pro wrestling where people are throwing you around, well, the style of training does not appear to be the best thing for people's bodies. And that's Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer Live. Yeah, there you so have it. I will continue to update you as updates come out. Some science, some science-based weightlifting uh, advice there. Um, injuries happening at the NXT Performance Center, so that sucks for Sol Ruka. Uh, I've seen NXT a few times. I'm not a big fan, personally. Sol Ruka, one of the standouts for me in the couple times that I watched it 
this year. Uh, we are big fans of people that come out of NXT, though. Like, half the, our, of our favorite people on WWE came up through NXT. That's true. Yeah. I, it's something I, I'll give a, I'll give a try. I give it a, I give it a watch every now and again. I just, I don't know. It hasn't grabbed me. And I wish it would, because NXT is where they do Halloween Havoc, you know? I think it would have grabbed us before AEW was a thing. Because mm-hmm. I think, I think, no, I think so. Because I think even just, like, the setup for how they do it, it's more like ECWE or, like, an independent show where it's, like, not in a giant arena, you know? It's, like, they got the little metal barricades and they're in, like, little stands or whatever. Uh it just looks like a almost like a like a house show. Um, Don't compare NXT to ECW. No, I'm not saying. I was just saying that it looks like it, but like the physical structure. I'm not saying anything about the wrestling. Don't compare oh NXT okay, to ECW. I apologize to ECW. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're accepting my my apology on, on behalf, behalf of ECW. ECW. I accept your apology. <laughs> Well, thank you. Well, fans, we we put on a, a kind of a different show. A lot of questions, a lot of answers tonight. Uh, talked a lot about the draft. Talked about uh, discrimination lawsuit. We talked about uh, the Usos. We talked about some weightlifting problems. And hopefully we've learned a little. <laughs> so uh, this is No Bones About Wrestling. Uh, this is Asa signing off for K Fabulous, and uh, you will hear from us um, tomorrow. We're gonna have a show up about our local indie uh, promotion, AML Wrestling. Uh, we went to see a show today, uh, Sunday the thirtieth, and we're gonna have a show up about it tomorrow, May first. Uh, Thursday afternoon, we're going to have our AEW show up. Uh, sometime Friday, we're going to have our Ring of Honor show up. So keep an eye out, and we will see you on Twitter. Uh, probably next we will see you on Twitter for uh, a live, uh, live tweet of Monday Night Raw and the draft tomorrow night, yeah. So we'll see who gets drafted uh, where. See ya. Bye.